by the time you hear this podcast, 2016 may be over and uh, we're, we're pretty glad about it, honestly. Welcome to the By the Time You Hear This Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And we're back with another episode, a year in review of sorts. And we started the show with uh, a song by probably one of the biggest artists of the 80s. Mm -hmm. And um, if you're hearing this podcast, this is two days after hearing the news of the passing of George Michael. And uh, that is where we're going to start our podcast. Um, so uh, George Michael at age 53 passed away on Christmas Day. Um, the As of right now, the, the cause of death isn't known. Yeah. Uh, but I'm leaning towards heart attack. Yeah, I mean, they just, what they said, passed, um, died peacefully. Yeah. So... Um, a lot of people are assuming at this point, <clears throat> you know, when you say pass away peacefully, that kind of raises like, you know, was he suffering from something? Yeah. 
So, um, you know, peacefully sounds like expectedly. Yeah. <laughs> like they knew something was coming. So, you know, and whatever it was, I guess. Like you said, he's been very low key for a while. So, like, no one really knew. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Before we started recording, um, yeah, just I came to the realization like he's been pretty low key ever since. Probably starting with Listen Without Prejudice came out yeah. after that. He's kind of been uh, out of the spotlight mostly, yeah. but then he'll come in, he'll do an album, he'll do mm-hmm. a tour, and then he'll just kind of um, fade back into the background. And you know, if I remember correctly, too, he did an MTV Unplugged, didn't he? That uh, was pretty good. He had a a version of "I Can't Make You Love Me" by Bonnie Raitt on it. It was really good. I don't know if he did an Unplugged. It's possible. Or something I know that, similar. I, well, he had a, I know he had a covers album, uh, Songs from the Last Century. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that song's not even on there. So maybe that was from an Unplugged or some live show. Yeah, it, it was, it's very good. If you, if anyone ever gets a chance to check it out, it's pretty good. All right. So um, uh, to give you a quick history of George Michael for some people who are a little young <laughs> and don't know like his impact, man. Yeah. Um, started off in the in the early '80s with Wham teaming up with Andrew Ridgely. This would that was kind of the the era of the well, not really the era of, but it was it was fairly easy to do a to have a pop duo mm-hmm. to have a duo, but only one of them's really doing all the singing. <laughs> <Not really. laughs> um, and the other one is could either just be there or be like, just be the songwriter and they play guitar or, or the keyboards or something. But that was something you can get away with yeah. then. Could you do it now? I don't think mm. we'd have a tears of fears now or a wham or anything like that. Well, they both tears of fears. They both sang. I don't know about a wham. Though. Yeah. I don't, I, I mean, did Andrew even sing? Did, I, well, I, I know when they broke up, he had a solo album, which <laughs> probably sold just as many copies as Robin Fab's album. <laughs> <laughs> but um so he did sing but not well maybe yeah it's kind of weird like with a, t- a pop duo and one guy is the face of it but there's yeah. two of you like we can we could see both of you but um yeah with wham they had a couple albums they were actually like he was a rapper kind of like george Michael would start off like he was a rapper <laughs> like you know they're in the uk but um he started off as a rapper, really. Which, well, what, I guess, uh, what was their first single that he rapped on? I, I think I think it's called Wham Rap. Oh, God. Um, see, in the early days of rap, there wasn't really that uh, traditional song structure. <laughs> it would just be somebody rapping, and it's something you did every once in a while. You didn't really make a whole album out of it. Um, well, I guess while you look that up, too. Yeah, it's um, a song called Wham Rap. I think, but they had another rap song though. To talk about, like, I guess, just how how much of the of a face he was for that group. Most people don't even call that era wham. They're just like, oh, that George Michael song. <laughs> like it's well, it got to what we're like with Careless Whisper. Mm-hmm. It was billed as <laughs> yeah, it's a wham song, but it was billed as wham featuring George yeah. Michael. Like it's only two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's these two guys featuring just one of them. Yeah. <laughs> So that was that was funny to me though, but that's that's you know it kind of makes me think like 
that's how people saw it. Like those were George Michael songs. I think the only song I can think of that typically gets attributed to Wham is, is Jitterbug, Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. That's the only song. Oh, that's Wham, but like everything else, oh, that's George Michael. And like the blur, the line is just like I can't even. Uh, for people who like their their biggest album was called Make It Big, yeah, which had Careless Whisper on it, Wham featuring George Michael. <laughs> Uh, they had a song called Everything She Wants. Oh, I love that song. That's a Wham song. Yeah. Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. And a song called Freedom, which is not the one we just started the show with. Yeah. It's a different one. But, um, yeah, I think I have that song to wear. This is the one I don't, uh, well, they do have a song called Wham Rap, but mm-hmm. the one I heard, I think it's, I think it's this one. It's called Young Guns, which I heard them rapping on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I know this part of George Michael's career. <laughs> huh. These George Michael bars are coming. Uh, <laughs> you need to make that a hashtag. Hey, he said, hey, sucker. Yep. Whoa. Hey, How did they get a second album? This, this was, was the 80s, though. It was, or was this in the 70s? This was 1983. From my understanding, this song is about uh, he had a friend that was getting married way too young. Yeah. It was like, I'm out here living. In these streets living. <laughs> I'm in these streets. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so check out that. It's from their, uh, is this their first album? Well, the, the earliest one I see on Spotify is called Fantastic. Um, they're, they're probably like a couple of more rap songs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think that um, in the if you think about like the biggest albums of the eighties, mm-hmm. you probably think Thriller, uh, the Purple Rain soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like Faith is right up there. Yeah, what year was that? Was that um? I think that was nineteen eighty six. Yeah. Okay. That was a that was one more time. It might have been eighty eighty seven. They have Father Figure. Nineteen eighty seven. Eighteen eighty seven. Um <clears throat> Faith, Father Figure, I Want Your Sex Parts One and Two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one more try. Um I know Faith and One More Try were number one. Father Figure may have been number one. Yeah. Monkey was number one. Um That's a good track, yeah. Father Figure. That's a really good track. And um, it won album of the year, I believe, at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. But it's it's up there as far as the great albums of the eighties. Um, some people probably don't want to look at it the same as a Thriller or Purple Rain, um, or even nineteen ninety nine, another yeah. Prince album. <laughs> you probably don't want to look at it that way. But um, as far as uh, pop music with lots of R&B influence mm-hmm. uh, it's it's up there um, 
and then the, the the album he came out with three years later it was weird because the song that was number one from that album is the first track praying for time uh, a lot of people aren't familiar with this song or probably even knew that it was number one on the hot 100 yeah. but i think the reason why it was number one is because people requested it so much to be played on the radio because it's new George Michael. Yeah. We haven't heard from George Michael in three years. I.e. the effect that you were talking about with hello. Yeah. Um, so, and then with that album, he has a cover of, um, well, with Freedom 90 and another song, uh, Waiting for That Day, use the um, the funky drummer yeah. beat. A very famous sample. <laughs> the James Brown um, sample, right? Funky yeah. drummer? Yeah. Um, Clyde Stubblefield played was the play, was the drummer. Yeah, uh, one of the more famous hip hop samples ever, mm-hmm. and he used it on a couple songs. Uh, he also has a cover of Stevie Wonder's "They Won't Go When I Go." See, now there. I did not know that he had a cover of that on that album. Yeah, that's a good song. Um, and then with uh. Take that back. I did know that because I've listened to it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, I think like his for people who are maybe our age and older, Mm -hmm. this may have affected them because it was a piece of their childhood and their music listening history. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, like he's one of my maybe we'll do it because five on this sometime. He's one of my top five male vocalists ever. Mm hmm. Um, you know, just randomly, um, I will go on Spotify and just type in George Michael and listen to <laughs> a, a couple of songs. Yeah. It, it's just one of those, he's one, he has one of those voices you can just go back and, and listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I don't think anyone has, um, there aren't a lot of voices that have that effect on me i don't know about you but to where i can go back and listen to any of their songs some for a lot of songs i can hear something and like okay that was all right but (laughs) you know it's kind of like a movie i don't need to see anymore yeah it's just his voice is very distinctive yeah i think at least it's it's instantly recognizable and what's interesting is that he in the wham duo he was the shy one really see i didn't know that okay (laughs) he was the shy one and he ends up being the star yeah. of the two. Um, he was writing everything. He's uh, the lead singer, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> on everything. He's doing the choreography. Uh, yeah, he was out there dancing, was he? Who would have called it that, but yeah. Well, there was a uh, uh, watching a BBC documentary about Top of the Pops. And I think it was the like the story of 1982, like, you know, everything that all the musical acts that came up through that show and Wham was on there. And they uh, I think it was with this song, Young Guns. They did that song on the show and they had a they talked to the female who rapped on the song. Yeah. But it was just for. This is a time where you just like did a song with somebody and you know, okay, it was cool. We're going to make a record yeah, and we'll, we'll pay you a few dollars. Yeah. <laughs> if it comes a hit, we already paid you for it. <laughs> it's gonna look. And, um, uh, on the show, like she's talking about where she saw the show mm-hmm. that they were on 
and someone else is singing her part. Uh, and you, if you, if you watch the performance, you see George Michael kind of directing everybody where to go oh, as wow. far as the dance steps go. Yeah. So he was handling that too. Oh man. Okay. So <laughs> he like, yeah, he was himself, but he, he would, he was wham apparently. Sounds like it, yeah. it, it, that's a, you know, another angle, which he was clearly the, the leader of this duo. Yeah. <laughs> if there is such a thing. Um, with a guy who, I mean, most of us have probably never heard sing. Like, yeah, he was just there, <laughs> and you would think the quiet one like him would be, you know, maybe the brains behind it. But no, it's the one who's out there doing everything. Yeah, and um, yeah, he he will um, he will be missed clearly. Um, and. I think with a lot of people, uh, he is, he became an icon in the, uh, I always get the letters out of order. L B G T community. Something like that. Yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> but, um, and he was more of a, like, it was kind of understated icon. I feel like, um, to where there was an instant where he was caught in a bathroom and, yeah. You know, that's where everybody found out he was gay. And yeah. uh, then in one of his next videos, he kind of made fun of the whole thing. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like that changed a lot of people's minds about him after that happened. Fair or unfairly. Um, yeah. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. To me, um, finding out about it, it didn't really. I mean, I, I can only speak for me. It didn't really. um it didn't affect me. Yeah. Uh, I was still a fan, and then he came out with music less and less. But I think that was more of uh, him just doing what he wanted, rather than anybody like stopping him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, the his most recent album was his most recent full length album is Patience, or was there something else? Hmm. I feel like he may have came out with a Christmas album later or something. <laughs> uh, Everyone does. Everyone does. But, um, uh, it looks like his last one was Symphonica. Okay. But it was a live album. So I guess his last studio album was Patience. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he he could still go out and tour whenever he wants, or he was able to really just do whatever he wants. Yeah. When you have, um, when you have a, I guess, artist who had a big album in the '80s, fans still want to live in that time. Their biggest fans still want to live at that time, so you don't have to really progress. Pro yeah. <laughs> well, not really progress. You, you don't have to really put out anything new. There's no yeah. pressure to do it, mm -hmm. but like that. Yeah. There's no, you know, um, you are known for these moments and that's all people need. Yeah, you can live off of them. And if you're happy with that, so are we, you know, it's yeah. that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, uh, for people who don't know about George Michael, uh, you can start with Wham, but if you like, I recommend going right to Faith. Yeah, Wham is 
not to not to uh, belittle anything Wham did, but compared to Faith, like yeah. it's bubblegum pop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Killer's Whisper was probably the only deep track, and it really is just kind of like a um, a bubblegum pop, you know, like with the saxophone, you know, in there. <laughs> but like, like Faith is where like I think you were really hearing him speak. Yeah, and you really hear him speak on Freedom ninety, where he basically pokes fun at what MTV thought of him. Yeah, what they thought the he song was, and in the video, <laughs> <laughs> he he blew up that leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it was. It's really interesting. I don't know. I just I just thought like, even though Freedom ninety is not my favorite George Michael song, it's up there. Like I felt like that was probably one of his more personal songs, where he was just like, you know, the George Michael got something to say type yeah. moment, you know. So. But I agree. I will start at Faith. All right. Um, so, yeah, guys, check out George Michael. We recommend it. Um, and having no real segue for this, uh, <laughs> probably one of the biggest pop stars in the world right now, The Weeknd, mm-hmm. has finally, well, not finally gone number one, but this song has finally gotten to number one. <laughs> Starboy is the number one song in the Hot 100. It was number two for eight weeks. Yeah, it was basically knocking on the door. Like, it was just waiting for mannequining to get less popular. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, Starboy is number one. Do you even like this song? I did. Um, until a few people who I will not name overplayed it. Um, like, I just, I heard it too much, basically. Okay. Yeah protect the innocent but yeah i heard, <laughs> I heard it too much i mean it's, I, I still think it's a good song but it's um it's kind of like how you know like you remember when we used to live with um with matt lewis and matt blair and like anchorman was a really good movie yeah they played and they, they just played yeah. it to the point of where i i and just now it, can start it watching bunch. it again you know like it's, <laughs> and that's like almost 10 years later and i'm getting to the point to where i can watch it again it was quoted a bunch, and I think one time we went to um, yeah, Papa's Pizza. Papa's Pizza we threw up sweet tea. Like, sweet tea was a bad choice. It's like, come on. So, but yeah, that's what Starboy is at this point. Like, I just hear it too much. But it's a, I mean, it's a really good song, you know. Yeah, um, I have a hard time listening to that version. There was a version I found um, a cover of it by. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. What kind of cover? I'm curious. Well, not not the, not a YouTube acoustic cover. Not one of those. Was it one? Was it an uh, a pop goes punk? No. Like, I love those. <laughs> it's by a band called Shade, S H A E D. And, um, I guess Spotify is bringing on people to do covers of songs. So it was on the. Um, it was through Spotify that this song was recorded and um, yeah I wonder if they're doing that just in case a large artist jumped ship like Taylor Swift because like (laughs) as soon as she left they had a playlist of like nothing but her covers like it was nothing it was like music to hold you over until Taylor returns she ain't coming back but I thought that was very funny because she'd feel like she's not getting paid enough oh yeah I wish I was worth 200 million dollars you be like, oh, I'm not getting paid enough. Wah, 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 wah. And your writers are getting paid just fine. <laughs> as long as radio exists, that was what she tried to say. As long as radio exists, um, writers will always be paid fine. Like, there's, yeah, so shut up, Taylor. 
speaking of another, um, well, I, I don't know about a segue to this either, but the number one album on the Billboard 200, which is the top albums, is Pentatonix Christmas. Well, let me make sure I have the title right. Just, I, I'm just not a, fan of, <laughs> not a fan of Christmas albums. You're not a fan of just Christmas albums in general? Mm-mm. There's only like four Christmas songs that I like. Is one of them All I Want for Christmas is You? It used to be. It used oh. to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, A Pentatonic's Christmas. Let's see what they cover on it. Because this is like their third or fourth Christmas album. Yeah. Let's see what they so, covered uh, on this one. Do they normally just do covers on their album, on their Christmas albums? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I feel like that's what a Christmas album is. Like, what's the most recent original Christmas song? Um, like, after All I Want for Christmas is You, what's another big Christmas hit? Well, there was the NSYNC one, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Okay. Um, I can't think of Well, I know Corey Taylor from Slipknot did one. But it was not like a, it was not a traditional Christmas song. It was about like, if I ain't drunk, then it ain't Christmas. Like that was, the, <laughs> it's very funny. The most recent one, I don't know if people will consider a hit, but it's one that it's going to be, it's going to be connected to Christmas for a while. It's Christmas in Harlem oh. by Kanye West and Tiana Taylor and Cy High the Prince. There's probably like four or five yeah. more people on that song. I'm trying to think though. Yeah, I can't, you're right. I mean, normally they are basically covers um yeah the only one i can and the, i mean the insane one came out like 2004 maybe like it's very old it was back when they were still addressing very um no if they were no they weren't together by then maybe I'm, you know what i'm hold on wait 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 i'm thinking it was probably like 98 yeah um, why am i thinking 2004 it was when they were still wearing like oversized clothing they were all wearing matching fubu jerseys yes they're wearing fubu jerseys <laughs> and like turtleneck sweaters they're dressing like you know like black men in college like they're dressing <laughs> like yeah so yeah um so what they they have oh come all you faithful god rest ye merry gentlemen okay um i'll be home for christmas uh merry christmas happy holidays that's probably the instinct cover oh, i'm not playing it oh i bet it is i'm not playing that one. Oh man <laughs> um so yeah, to round out the top ten of the top of the two hundred, um, well, it's going to be number one next week. So they still have this week's on here. Okay. So it was J Cole, yeah. uh, the weekend, Bruno Mars, Pentatonics again. What was Bruno Mars's top position? Did he hit number one? Because I don't know how long that that one's been up for about about a month, I think. Number two. That's the highest he got mm-hmm. for the album. Sad Bruno Mars, man. Come on. He got to put out another video. That's that all. That don't get you on the Super Bowl, man. That don't get you on the Super he, Bowl. Already, he's already done that. He's been there, done that already. <laughs> uh, there's another Pentatonix album. I guess this came out last year. Yeah. <laughs> That's Christmas to be. That was the album that came out with last year. So, and that is number five. So they don't have to do much, man. I, I envy them, like. No session musicians. None of that's needed. It's just show up and make that sound with your mouth. Mm-hmm. What kind of drums? Um, you know who's probably really upset with that? Who? Like Rockapella. Remember what? them? Yes. What <laughs> happened to them? Rockapella was they're, awesome. 
They're probably still doing. They're probably making their own Christmas albums. But it's not charting. It's not <laughs> number one. Um, they well, you know what? They didn't get the exposure that Pentatonics got from being on uh, what's it called? Uh, the sing off. Yeah, the sing off. Yeah, Rockapella was like they. Everybody knows about Rockapella. They can't be on the sing off, <laughs> but bet, nobody knows them enough. I bet you people are like, oh man, that Rockapella group. They're really biting pentatonic style hard, but like you know, so, somebody has said that. But I mean, you go to Reddit, and someone, you know, someone has said that already about them biting their style, man. Like <laughs> word, like no. Um, but yeah, with the top ten, uh, Post Malone, his album called Stony. Post Malone is he's back. I oh guess. God, Post Malone. He's saucing on you. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Hamilton uh, soundtrack. Okay. Not the mixtape. Uh, the Moana soundtrack. Michael Bublé's Christmas album and Blue and Lonesome by the Rolling Stones. I heard they were back, but I didn't check any of it out. Yeah. Yeah. They're at this point. I mean, I don't know. Like, why are they still making music? Like they're one of those bands that would fall into the category of what you were just talking about. Like their fans want to live in the seventies and the sixties. Why are you still making albums? Like, what do you, I mean, like, why are you still making original albums? Re-release Sticky Fingers. Re-release, <laughs> re-release all of your classics, you know? Like, go in and do an updated cover of Street Fighting Man. I don't know. Like, what are they doing? That's just weird to me. Especially when there's people out here like Puddle of Mud doing bad covers of your songs. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, Okay, so. um, We have a new president. Yeah. Donald J. Trump. Uh, and there was a lot of, I I found it entertaining to, to where there was a, there's been a struggle for (laughs) people to perform his inauguration. Struggle's an understatement, bro. Uh, he says he doesn't want A-list celebs, but it's like, um. Well, you know, they straight up lied and said that Elton John would be playing it. To which Elton John vehemently (laughs) said, no, I will not. (laughs) Stop lying. (laughs) Uh, he does have the Mormon Tabernacle Choir and the Radio City Rockettes. Um, that feels like Donald Trump. Already. <laughs> uh, he said that <laughs> he said they, he didn't want A-list celebs um, on Twitter late Thursday. So this is last week. Uh, Trump is slamming the celebrities who supported the campaign of his Democratic rival saying, look what they did for Hillary. Nothing. And he doesn't name any specific celebrities, but maybe that's probably a shot at, you know, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Bon Jovi. See, he's a businessman. He got, he, he knows that nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to perform. So he's just spinning it. And he's just like, oh, no, we're not going to say that I couldn't get anyone. I don't want you. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) He's trying to spin it that way. He's like, but when he found it, he didn't win the popular vote. He's like, I probably would have won if it wasn't for the millions who voted illegally how do you vote illegally i don't know someone explain it how do you vote illegally he could he could explain it <laughs> troll, he won't though troll him on twitter i bet he'll do it <laughs> but uh chrissy Teigen, who is uh i don't follow her on twitter but i think other people should i'm not on twitter that much so but people should follow her on twitter because she has she has gems every once in a while <laughs> Uh, she said she responded to that tweet about like look what they did for Hillary nothing Uh, she said you are our president I don't want you to be but you are 
also, we all know you are dying without the approval, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, So, yeah. Um, He's like, I don't I don't want these celebrities. Nobody's coming. bro. (laughs) Uh, You got Ted Nugent and Kid Rock. Um, But, you know, who else is considering Who? the Beach Boys? Really? They're considering performing at the inauguration. Are they broke? <laughs> they are. I don't know. Maybe they're just bored. I, I don't know if I could be that bored. I mean, or, like... or or maybe they're like they met Trump in 1986 and they <laughs> thought he was cool <laughs> and they gosh. haven't seen him since. <laughs> like, oh, he's president. Hey, we, 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 he, does so he no, need anybody for the inauguration? So don't tell them. Like <laughs> he said, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's not groovy. That's not groovy. That's not good. Those aren't good vibrations, vibrations guys. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. He's going to take your T-bird away. All right. Um, the Beach Boys. That's so, <laughs> that's so random. Like, that's... I don't know why, but that just screams like old retired couple in Florida. Like, that's what... Uh, are they going to get... um um Not Uncle Jesse. What's his real name? Oh, uh, John Stamos. Well, yeah, to do it with him to perform to, know, to play the bongos. Yeah, they play Kokomo. Yeah, get uh. John Stamos. <laughs> Didn't he? Su- no, that was um, that wasn't him that supported him. Who was Charles in charge? Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo. That was Scott Bayo that supported. Okay, nah. He's probably gonna be the secretary of something. <laughs> the secretary of. No, TV. no, no. He'll just be the. He'll be the hype man. The hype. Man. He'll be the hype man at the inauguration. Don in charge. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don in Charles. Don, I'm sorry. Don in charge of our wall and our land. <laughs> no, I could. Act, nah, I could see Don and Charles. <laughs> Don in Charles of our wall. <laughs> hey man, Scott Bell needs that money. He's like, man. He's like they don't syndicate Charles and Charles like they used to. <laughs> Oh man, you well you you see it on Netflix these TV shows that Netflix is bringing back. They brought back Full House. <laughs> they brought back Gilmore Girls. Charles and Charger. <laughs> Charles and. <laughs> oh, they brought back Gilmore Girls for real. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> and they brought back uh well they brought back Arrested Development. I don't know if they're doing another season, but. Yeah. They, they, but that was a show that people wanted, right? Like, people yeah. liked Arrested Development. It was, you know, enough people wanted Full House, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and they brought back Gilmore Girls. I think, I feel like there's another show they're going to bring back, but yeah, mm. Charles in Charge. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> the Chargest of Charles's. <laughs> <laughs> he's Charles. He's back in charge. In fact, he's Chargerer. <laughs> he's in charge. Oh God! How old is Scott Bayo? He's at least he's a he's in his fifties. Got to be. He's too old for this. He's only in his fifties. Geez, he was like what twenty on that show. Oh God! Well, he's been around for like forty years if you count when he was on Happy Days. Oh yeah, he was fifty-six. Yeah. He outlived George Michael, and they put his religion on there because it's that important. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, we will not name the podcast Charles and Charger. No, <laughs> no, we can't do it. But if Netflix names it that, I swear to God, <laughs> we said it first. We have recorded proof. Yes, we will. We will sue Netflix. Oh yeah. Um. So another part of the Trump inauguration. Uh, I just told this to me before we started recording. Um, anyone familiar with Jackie Avancho? She is uh, an opera singer, I guess you would say. Uh, she is 16 years old. And she it will be performing the national anthem at Trump's inauguration. And since the announcement of her performing at the inauguration, her recent album sales have quadrupled. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, is it the type of people that you want buying your record, though? Well, with her being an opera singer, Amy sells a good sale. I mean, yeah, that I mean, that's you could probably put her in the same realm as like a Charlotte Church. Mm-hmm. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's one of those singers, and middle-aged adults will buy that. Mm-hmm. It's background music for when you're eating dinner and you got to have background music. It's yeah. for those families. I want to get to that level to where I have to. <laughs> have no, when, noise. when I think of background music while eating dinner is the movie American Beauty. Oh, God. I just feel like one day I'm going to take the plate of asparagus and throw, throw it against it. the wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Um, Hashtag Kevin Spacey. That's <laughs> um, I don't want to get to that level, but. Well, maybe not literally to that level. That's when you hate your but life. Maybe... <laughs> <laughs> like that's, oh man. That's when you a have tragic. a teenage daughter that hates you. And you and... want to sleep with her friend. <laughs> and it's just like, that's a, that movie's so tragic. It's supposed to be like a dark comedy. Yeah. It, it's really, yeah. It's kind of just more sad. But, um, so, um, uh, her album, um, Dream her uh, dream with me and oh holy night EP. Maybe it's more. Let's see what this is now. Her album came out five years ago when she was eleven, and her oh holy night EP was when she was ten. So oh. those <laughs> albums have jumped up. Yeah. Uh, on the charts. Uh, actually, it's number two right now. So the list we were looking at with the top albums has not been updated. But we, like I said, next next week, number one will be Pentatonix, and number two apparently will be Jackie Ivancho <laughs> with this album. She came out when she was 11 years old. And now Trump's probably going to be like, look what can happen if you perform with me. If you side with me, you'll get record sales. Just to try to prop up like <laughs> some like really bad... Ugh. Yeah. Um, I feel like it wasn't her idea. I think it was her parents. Yeah. She's 16. She's not in charge of her career yet. <laughs> there are also a list of celebrities who turned down the opportunity to perform at the inauguration. Um, looks like Celine Dion is one of them. Uh, John Legend. Well, he wasn't invited. Jeez, that'd uh, be bold. <laughs> that'd be so bold. Uh, Gene Simmons reportedly politely declined. Uh, Elton John. David Foster, Garth Brooks, 
Jeez, you couldn't get Garth Brooks, Donald Trump. Uh, Celine Dion, Motley Crue. Hmm. Ice-T. Really? What? what? <laughs> that seems like a stretch. Uh, Andrea Bocelli. That's a reach, man. Ice-T. That's... Maybe he's lost commercial. Oh, that guy's funny. Like <laughs> Lemonade. Well, he's a rapper, right? He wrote about killing cops, but if he performs for me... <laughs> It'll be huge. Um, So, yeah. Um, You got Kid Rock and you got Ted Nugent. So Kid Rock is performing? I don't know, but he should. Oh, God. I mean, for so if it's probably going to, it probably is going to be someone who supported Trump. Yeah. Who supported Trump? I don't know any celebrities. I know Kid Rock and Ted Nugent as far as musicians go. Yeah. I know those two. Mm. You better make that work, man. (laughs) Um, we're gonna probably gonna be hearing all the country kid rock. Yeah. Not any of the not, the, the new guy. metal. Yeah. We're not hearing we're not hearing anything from Devil Without a Cause. No ball with a ball. We're not hearing any of that. Um so yeah, that will do it for our music news. Good luck, Jackie. Um we I really do feel it wasn't your idea. But uh yeah, uh, I probably will watch just for the um, entertainment value. Like, who is going to be crawling out of the the woodwork, the woodwork to perform at Trump's inauguration? I wanted. I just wanted. I don't know. I, I might not watch that. I would like to hear his first State of the Union because I don't think he's going to take it seriously. I don't think he's going to take much of this seriously. Um, and that's what I'm waiting for the really serious. Because do they give a speech at the inauguration too? I don't know. I can't remember if they do. If there if there is one, I'll tune in. I know there's speech. like at least four different inaugural balls, and they go to all of them. Yeah, because I w- <laughs> I just want to I want to know who his speechwriter is too. Because I mean, like, good luck, man. Like, probably with that kid who went to Duke. <laughs> um, a friend of mine, Russell, went to. Uh, he he also went to Duke, and he was there when that when that guy was there, mm-hmm. and he wrote some disturbing pieces for the school paper. And he's probably and he, now he's one of Trump's senior advisors. Oh, lovely! So he might write the speech, or he'll he'll get someone to write it. Whatever. Mm. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Yeah, enough about that. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's get to Ben's earworm of the week. What do you got? Uh, the artist is named Grimes. The song is name is called "Kill the Mame." It's a very violent title. I don't know why. But it's really catchy. Um, it's on NBA 2K, which is a game I play all the time. NBA 2K17. Um, and I became obsessed with the song. It's such a good song. All right. And it's got a creepy title. I mean, a creepy um cover. <laughs> Album cover. It's really weird looking. All right. So let's check it out. Kill V Main by Grimes from the album Art Angels. And we will be right back.
right, that is Kill Be Main by Grimes from the album Art Angels. Check that out on our Spotify playlist, BTTYHT Earworms. And uh, we add our songs immediately when they are played. <laughs> All right, so uh, before we get to our main event, <laughs> uh want to get uh we want to continue this in, indie instagrammer indie instagrammer of the week uh this is someone who has liked one of our posts Thank and you. um we're going to listen to one of their songs for the very first time as we are recording right now and this week it is a dj i'm sorry let me put this in order a musician, producer, DJ, artist. All right. Called Orpheus. Orpheus. Okay. Okay. And uh, you can find him on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Orpheus Music. And uh, he is from. Oh, that was the same guy. Okay. I was looking up on Spotify and it didn't seem like it was him, but maybe it is. Uh, so he is from Jerusalem. Oh, okay. And it looks like he's a trance artist. All right. And um, we're going to play one of his songs. Uh, this is called Mantra Tantra. All right. I'll bite. <clears throat> Mantra Tantra by Orpheus. <laughs> Sakalam Parasmai Narayanayeti Samarpaya Gayena Vacha Manasetriyeva Uddhatmanava Rakhuteshvabhava Karomiyatyatva Sakalam Parasmai I'm going to stop this before we summon a demon. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was that, man? Look, uh, some people are into it trance music, okay? <laughs> but that song is seven and a half minutes. Oh, God. And I know with trance songs, it could take a long time to get into. We just don't have that kind of time. Oh, so... God. If you guys want to check out Orpheus, soundcloud.com slash Orpheus dash music. And, um, yeah. Wow. That was different. Um, I was waiting for the drop and like this, this may not come for a couple minutes mm -hmm. <laughs> and I feel like a demon will be summoned, uh, if we continue. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was weird. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's get into our main topic. And we mentioned what this was going to be on the last episode. Um, our top five songs of 2016. Now, these are uh, we have we have five. So this is an installment of Because Five. <laughs> and we uh, we start off with a 
Um, we start off with our honorable mentions. So, uh, Ben, we'll start with you. Your honorable mention for the Because Five. Can I first say, uh, given out of, I was playing. Um, <laughs> given out of God, who's the head of my life? <laughs> this is a tough list to come up with. Um, so yeah, without further ado, my first um my first uh honorable mention is gonna be Somebody Else by the nineteen seventy five. Um a lot of people had this album, um, which has a very long title. You probably have it in front of you there, I can't think of the title name, but um a lot of people had this as like a few people had this as their number one song their number one album of the year. Uh the name of the album is I Like It When You Sleep for You Are So Beautiful Yet So Unaware of It. Yeah, that that is a it, creepy title. It is, isn't it? Um, had a few good tracks on it. This was a standout one to me, actually, one I did not discover until um, towards the end of the year. But um, like a very chill track, and um, in my opinion, the best that the best track they've released of their career. I know Chocolate was their big hit, which was apparently about smoking weed. I don't know, but like, I think this is their best song. Yeah. So we'll play a little bit of that. Um, so what drew you to this song? NBA 2K. Um, <laughs> they had another song. They had a song called The Sound on NBA 2K. And so, as I typically do, because... And I, I'll say this, too. I think musicians really do need to um, embrace the power of streaming media. Because were it not for streaming media, I'd have never heard this song. Because you know back in the day and you can probably relate like you didn't go buy an album from the store unless you knew it had like more than one good song on it because like an album was like what 13 bucks to get yeah. a cd so you're gonna go buy an album for one good song and then be disappointed but nowadays if i hear one song off the album I'm like okay that sounds good i'll just go find the album i'll stream it and support you know you in other ways mainly by like as i've done stream the crap out of this song this year um, but so yeah, that's how I heard it. I heard the sound on NBA 2K17, and then I went and checked out the rest of this album, and honestly found this song almost by accident. Yeah, it's really good though. All right, so that is somebody else by the 1975. All right, we'll get to one of my honorable mentions. Um, one of my, my honorable mentions is it's actually by one of my favorite bands. Um, and I think it's a good song and it's, uh, it felt like it's a little bit of progression from them as far as their sound. Uh, it's Fantagram. You don't get me high anymore. <laughs> um, let me get that queued up for you. All right. Yeah. Like this track. This is on NBA 2K. No, I just I I wasn't um, sure. (laughs) This is another. I haven't got through the whole soundtrack. (laughs) This is just another one of those songs I heard because of Spotify. Like, I can you can explore. Yeah. Um. I saw. I wanted to see Fanagram when they came to Atlanta, like first week in November. Yeah. But I didn't get to go. Uh, Now they're on tour in Australia, but hopefully they come back over the summer or next year or whatever. I do want to go see them. Are they? Where are they from? They're from New York. Okay, for some reason I thought they were from Atlanta because they worked with Big Boy. But yeah, they they worked with they worked with Big Boy on his first solo album, maybe both solo albums, mm-hmm. and then they had the Big Grams project. Yeah. 
which uh, I think you guys should check out. That's it's pretty good. They have a song with Run the Jewels on there too, which I know a lot of people like. God, uh, yeah, Run the Jewels is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, but this song, um, I was just it was it was I was I got I was under that, um, I guess the spell or the notion of oh wow it's new Fanagram. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard from anything new from them in a while. Uh, so, but it turned out to be a, a really good song and people can, can relate to it. If you take one of something and, and you don't get it, you don't feel anything from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then now you take four. So whether it's four pills or four beers yeah. or, you know, <laughs> uh, just not getting enough from someone in a relationship or something like that. So, mm-hmm. and that's why I, I kind of like the song because of, because how it, uh, because how it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, check it out. And it's from their album, simply called Three, because it's their third album. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben, did you have another honorable mention? I did. I did. All right, hold on. Let me make sure my song's on that on our list here. All right, cool. All right, what do you got? I got "Needed Me" by Rihanna off of um, the album Anti. Um. Up until I heard this song, I thought that work was the best song on the album, and that's all that it had to offer. And then just randomly, I think riding in the car with Kendra, I heard this song, and I was I had to like get out my phone and like sound hound it and take a picture. I was like, "What is this? Like this <laughs> this blows that song this blows that song away." Which I really liked work. Work was really good, but this was just so much better. Like it's just I don't know. It's just really good. Very vulgar too. Realize, yeah. <laughs> And it's part of like, I guess what the, the song topic is like, um, like that line right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's basically her saying that, um, or I guess, I don't know if it's her embracing her player persona, which yeah. I think she is. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, ever since, you know, let's be real, ever since the Chris Brown incident, yeah, she's become more and more of a femdom, I guess you could say. Like, to yeah. where it's just, like, you know, like, dudes ain't nothing to her. And, like, she just plays them. And, like, the video, her videos have gotten more violent. And she's naked in them. Like, have you seen the video to this one? Uh, I haven't seen the video of this one. But I've seen the Bitch Better Have My Money It's video. similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's similar to that. Someone gets killed and she's topless at some point. <laughs> it's it, it like, lyrically, the song incorporates themes of female empower, empowerment. It's her saying that she doesn't care about these dudes yeah that's why i will continue to say that drake believes he was in a relationship with her and for her it was whatever yeah that also applies to travis scott mm-hmm. that applies to uh anybody else that she was dating outside of chris brown and that's that line he was another oh uh matt kemp he was on the hit list that's uh what it was. justin bieber but even though it was, he, he just sat by her at a basketball game while Drake was looking sad. Um, who else is on that list? Is that is that akin to so Drake being scared of Justin Bieber taking his girl? Is that akin to um, Tom Dubois having Sarah taken from him by Usher? I don't know Bucks? if that I don't know if that was connected, but it was kind of the same. But it was it was before Drake and Rihanna may have been quote unquote dating. Yeah. I think Rihanna uses the quotes too. Yeah, <laughs> like you let just a Bieber take your woman. Like I just hear so Riley saying that. <laughs> this song is either it's a it's a shot at somebody, 
I, I want to say Drake because he's the highest profile, mm. <laughs> the highest profile babe that I know of. But um, or maybe it was Matt Kemp, uh, who, who I think he still plays for the Braves now. I don't know if he signed with somebody else. Mm, he but was when on he was the Dodgers, right? Yeah, when he, when he came to the when he came, he's on the Braves. Play for okay. the Braves later this season. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. But there was a. Uh, that what like he dated Rihanna for a, it seemed like five minutes yeah and they broke up and then one time at a club uh he was he was dancing at the club and then they played one of her songs and he sat back down Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> he was heart broken oh god and he's he actually did not play the same after that like he was supposed to you know he was an MT, MP, MVP caliber type player mm-hmm and I, th- I think Rihanna ruined him mm. or he let it happen and he didn't know what this was. He didn't know he was just another nigga on the hit list, <laughs> apparently. Uh, Someone should have told him she was a savage, man. Someone should have told him. Someone should have, told him. <laughs> Someone should have helped him out, man. Uh, let me make sure this song is on the list and it is. All right. So my second, uh, my second one is a song by Alicia Keys called in common. Hmm. Um, this was, that's what I thought like for a while, there's going to be a craze of songs that have dance hall influences. Mm-hmm. Um, this song is kind of that way. Um, uh, if you listen to Drake's one dance yeah. or controller or too good, I thought Drake's views as a dancehall album more than a hip hop yeah. album. I mean, he raps a couple times, but you know, yeah, two um, a good song. <laughs> um, but I prefer this song to any of those. Yeah, this is my first time hearing this. Is this off the album that has Blended Family? Yeah. Okay. This was the first single, um, and it was like a few days after the song came out. She's doing it on Saturday Night Live. Like, wait, you got to have at least two songs <laughs> before on SNL. I mean, she did have a second one, but. Um, yeah, um, I really, I really like this song. It has, if you don't want to, if you don't want to consider it dance hall, uh, I guess maybe, um, uh, what's the uh, tropical? Maybe part of the tropical house. Yeah, that was that's or the or the Afro beats. Yeah. you know something like that. And um, yeah. As described on Wikipedia, it's a dysfunctional love story. <laughs> I like this though. This is smooth. Yeah. Um, How am I not heard this? This came out in May. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. <laughs> this was this was a hit. Where's the highest it charted was number four. Okay. So it was it was a it was one of those summer hits. Okay. So check that out. It's from her album here, and um, it's on our list. You will find it there if you search it. <laughs> so let's get into our top five. Ben, number five. Number five. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Number five. Uh, Chance the Rapper, No Problem, featuring uh, Lil Wayne and the incomparable 2 Chains, ATL's finest. He's most certainly incomparable. <laughs> This song, so basically any song that is in my top five is a song 
that I felt was important and blew me away. This was an important song, I think. Especially listening to what he's talking about. <laughs> Labels, stop coming after me. <laughs> if you're not, Lil Wayne and, and 2 Chainz will handle you. Um, and then it's just catchy. And like a rapper who's, no, of course, known for rapping. I think the first time I heard Chance the Rapper was on the Action Bronson song, um, Baby Blue. Where he raps about like I hope you work at a Friday so it's always busy on Fridays. <laughs> like I was like, okay, this guy's pretty dope. And then I hear this song and he's not rapping, he's singing. <laughs> yeah, um, I first heard a chance on um, a song he did with Childish Gambino called Your Favorite Song. Okay. It was off of one of his first mixtapes. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. But I know that was a song that was on there. <laughs> um, and and then he was on a, another song called The Worst Guys on Because the Internet. But okay, all he did was do the is. hook for yeah. it. <laughs> I thought he was going to rap and it never happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, the song I listened to the most from this album, simply titled Color in the Book. Uh, the, the song I listened to the most from was All Night. Okay. Um, it was on my Uber playlist. I think it's still on there. The Lyft playlist. <laughs> yeah. Like, nice. um, because he makes a reference to Uber and Lyft in the song. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, yeah. This song is just so energetic too. Like I just like it's an instant party. Like, like it's full of energy and it's like mid tempo. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know. It's just a really good song. All right. No problem. By Chance the Rapper. All right. Um, my number five. Um, my number five. This is a song I heard um, early in the year. And um, it started catching on with more people throughout the year. And I could like I could have taken the opportunity to be all hipster with it. Like, oh, I heard this when no one was listening to it. <laughs> Uh, it is Gold by Kiara. Oh, this one. There's another 2K17 track right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard this song. It was on my Discover Weekly playlist. Okay. Um, and I liked how the... Uh, her vocals were cut up to make mm-hmm. up the chorus. Yeah, no, that, was, that is a pretty cool thing. Uh, and it, it, she does it on a, at least one more song on her EP, which is called Low Key Savage. Okay, I do remember that, <laughs> the name of it. Um, for, to me, I thought it was going to be a hit over the summer, similar to Royals. Yeah. It does kind of have that feel to it, though. Yeah. yeah. That's what kind of drew me to it. I like that. It's very minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then getting creative with the chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, Another song about a dysfunctional relationship. Do you know who produced it? <laughs> um, let's find out. Let's see. Produced by Felix Snow. Nor I am not familiar with him. Nor am I. I don't know why I. it sounded like... Um, Bloodshot Navant, uh, Bloodshine Avant, the two guys from uh, Mike Snow. 
Okay. I don't know why it sounds like something I could hear them doing. I don't know why, but I mean, it's just, it's like, it's a very cool beat. This is one, this is probably one of those songs where I expected there to be some sort of remix to it. Like with the rapper on it. That seemed to be the cool thing to do at a at certain point. <clears throat> and I, um, uh, there's a remix out with Lil Wayne. I, I didn't even try to listen to that. Not with him. <laughs> Features with Lil Wayne are played. Yeah. Seriously, guys. Did you ever hear the Lil Wayne feature with uh, the uh, Limp Biscuit with Lil Wayne? No. We'll listen to that later off there. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna waste your the time. only the only rappers I know that even tried to work that even were cool with working with Limp Biscuit or like Redman and Method Man and DMX. Yeah. Yeah. This was. After I don't they think a lot of rappers. Money. I don't think a lot of rappers like Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I don't think a lot of them liked him. Um, but anyway, um, all right, Ben, number four. All right. Number four. I'm going to switch it up here. Actually, I had to switch up these positions. We're going to go with can't stop the feeling by Justin Timberlake. Hmm. The golden globe nominated. Mm-hmm. Can't stop the feeling. Um, what do you think he's going to be nominated for an Oscar? I don't know. I mean, I, uh, part of me thinks it's too pop to be but I think I mean I think it should be I think it's a great song I was very disappointed when it didn't follow an album because I thought that's what we were going to get and I'm not the hugest Justin Timberlake fan until I hear a Justin Timberlake song I'm like oh I like Justin Timberlake (laughs) so I was hoping we'd hear but no it's just trolls so um well it's also writ, co-written and produced by one of your favorite oh, yeah, writers. Mr. Max Martin. I don't even know what his real name is, but <laughs> it's something Swedish. And and Shellback. Yeah. They're they're a lethal combination. And this song, in my opinion, had like a lot of um, Michael Jackson influence. Um, influence sounds to it, which I mean like J- Justin Timberlake's been trying to be Michael Jackson since I mean since he came out on stage for the VMAs doing um the song with the clips that now I can't think of the name of. Like I Love You. Like I Love You, yeah. Like, he's been trying to be Michael Jackson ever since then. Probably before then. That's just when we really saw it. So, like, yeah. I thought this had a very Michael Jackson feel to it. And that's what made me really, really drew me to it. Not to mention it's just really well written. So, yeah. Nice little bass in there, too. Synth bass. I love it. All right. Can't Stop the Feeling. The Golden Globe dominated song from the movie Trolls. All right. Um, I keep forgetting to add it to our playlist here. Okay. There it is. My number four is uh, a band or group, well, band that I saw at center stage two months ago. They are called King, and they had an album called We Are King. Hmm. And my favorite song, I, I just put this up because it was my favorite song from the album and they are Grammy nominated for this album. And uh, it's a song called The Right One from their album, We Are King. Let me look up where they are from. I feel like they're from L.A. Okay. Maybe not. Uh, basically like dream pop. And R&B. Yeah, I hear some heavy early 90s R&B influence in there. Yeah. Um, 
they are featured on the uh I still haven't I still haven't watched Atlanta, but I'd have watched Insecure. <laughs> <laughs> I binge watch Insecure over the weekend. Very, very good show. Um I'm kinda iffy on the the whole on should I be rooting for Lawrence or not? Should I be happy for him or not? If you don't know what I'm talking about, watch that. Watch the show. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah. Um, hmm. Okay. Oh, this is um. That's a um. Insecure. That's an HBO show. Insecure. Yes. Okay. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to figure out where these ladies are from, but. I'm not so certain. Uh, they're from LA. Okay. So just say England, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, twins Amber and Paris Strother and Anita Bias. Um, I think Paris is. I well, you know, I don't want to say that she's the brains behind the whole thing, but the way that they're set up for their concerts is um, you have she does Anita and Amber. You know, on the sides, they're at a microphone, and Paris is surrounded by all these synths and computers <laughs> in the middle of the stage. Um, so she's like the, uh, I guess the 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 mastermind behind the whole thing. But they all write songs together. They've also worked with uh, the Robert Glasper Experiment okay. and um, Corinne Bailey Ray. Hmm, I like her. I don't hear much from her anymore. Uh, she came out with an album earlier this year. Okay. Yeah. So, guys, check out King, and um, I think you'll 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 find them rather refreshing. Uh, so now we're at number three. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you got? I feel like this song didn't get as much play as it should have. Dark Necessities by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm. I feel like this album didn't get as much play as it made it maybe should have. Um, <clears throat> I like the fact that they they kind of changed their sound here. Like they they got they went with Danger Mouse to do production, um, and used drum machines really for the first time. Um, Flea played um, piano on there, so the piano that you're hearing in the song is is Flea. Um, just an overall different sound, in my opinion, at least from them. Like it just sounded different, but it was a really good song. Um, I don't know if maybe Danger Mouse helped bring out, bring back their pop sensibilities. Because, I mean, you, you, you hear it on Stadium Arcadium. You heard it on um, Californication. But, you know, I mean, I can't think of the last album they put out that was really popular, popular. They had a pop sound to it. And um, this just kind of had, you know, like a nice kind of smooth hook, sparse guitar. I, I don't know. Like, it wasn't, it was very bass driven, bass and drums driven. So, I don't know. I'll just, I'll shut up and let it play. I guess. <laughs> I can't say enough about how good I think this song is. So, I think what it, it to give them a different sound because I think people still, um, I think what people liked about the Red Hot Chili Peppers is, is yeah, yeah, they they look like a punk band, mm-hmm. but they're not really that anymore. Yeah, and I think you know they have the freedom to, I guess not really not like experiment that may have a bad connotation but more to just let's try something like flea is actually a very good musician Mm -hmm. as far as like people may know him for playing the bass but uh he's played she plays the trumpet plays the piano he could probably play 
a few more instruments. Yes. <laughs> I think too, they're one of those bands that um, they can ease they can easily go from funk to rock to pop and then back. And then in some cases they can do it all in one song. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at um, like one that comes to mind is Around the World. Like yeah. it starts out like very rock, has a very funk bass line in the choruses, and then a very pop friendly chorus. And it's like <laughs> all in one song. Um, not many bands can do that and do it well. Like you could have some bands that could try, but like they're gonna suck at one of the things. <laughs> like they're gonna like they're gonna fall on their face at one point, but like they're very they're just a really talented band, so yeah. So Dark Necessities by the Red Hot Chili Peppers from their album The Getaway. Um All right, we are number three, right? Okay. Um so this song is from an EP um called Work. I believe. <laughs> uh this is another one that was on my Uber playlist for the longest time. It may still be on there. Um has anyone started following that playlist now that you No. Aw. It's lit. <laughs> I mean it is. <laughs> it is lit. I mean I don't know what the problem is. Uh but this is um a project, an EP called Work, uh a project with Marcus Marr and Chet Faker. Ooh, okay. Okay. And this song is called The Trouble With Us. You know what? Actually, I don't think I could use that. Wow. I think that song came out last year. <laughs> um, had that problem too uh so yeah i gotta do something else okay i i know where i want to go with this All right. this this vaults right into number three Uh-oh. um <laughs> <laughs> uh it is a song by sg lewis and gallant called holding back um The I like the songs. I like Gallant's falsetto, and uh, I like the video. It was filmed at the the skating rink, okay. famous skating rink in Atlanta. Oh, for real? Okay. Cascade. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where ATL was. Filmed. Okay. No, yeah. yeah. Okay. There we go. Is it the Sparkles at Ca- on Cascade? I think it is. Oh, I thought it was called Cascade because that was the name of the oh, building. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I can't. Remember. I've never been there, clearly, yeah. but <laughs> I recognized it from ATO. Are they an Atlanta artist? Uh, SG Lewis, mm-hmm. no. Okay. SG Lewis is from the UK. Okay. I think Gallant is from New York. What brought them here then? I know Gallant moved to LA. Well, I don't know what brought them. Like, why is the video filmed in Atlanta? I don't know. <laughs> mm. I mean, it's supposed to be like it. It doesn't have that skating rink. Yeah. That skating rink feel. It's you know. I think somebody probably said that. I'm like, oh, well, let's make a video in the skating rink. I like this. This is from SG Lewis's EP, Yours. Uh, he has also a song with Bishop Nehru, and uh, maybe it might be included if he may, if he if this turns out full length. Album he has a song with Dornick, okay. and this is another song with J.P. Cooper. But uh, he's a producer, artist, kind of like Calvin Harris. Yeah, he'll probably work with a lot of artists, but he actually does sing too. Okay. <laughs> 
But yeah. It's one of my favorite songs this year. Nice. All right. Now we're down to number two. All right. Number two is an album that I thought that should have been nominated for album of the year, but it wasn't. Um, it's from the Dangerous Woman album. It's called Into You by Ariana Grande. Um, I thought it was the best track off of that album. Um, yeah, not the, not the title track. Dangerous Woman was a good song. Don't get me wrong. It's a very good song. Um, but, um, and I guess if I were doing like 2A and 2B, Dangerous Woman would probably be right up there too. But yeah, I feel like this was better. Just had more energy, more depth. I don't know. Like I just love the production and of course a fairly experienced Max Martin track as well. Um, he can do no wrong. Let's just be real, <laughs> real people. Max Martin can do no wrong. So yeah, it's a really good song. I know there's a song like. Um... Anything from side to side? No, no, okay, no, no, like, no, no. I've only like kind of heard that song. Yeah, I don't like that song. <laughs> but there is a. Um... I think in the chorus of this song, there's a lyric that's like a little more. Yeah. A little more, a little less oh, conversation. conversation. A little more touch my body. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought of the Elvis song. Oh yeah. And the Samantha Fox song. <laughs> Here it comes. Yeah. Um. And uh, as of right now, I can I can confidently report Mariah Carey doesn't know who she is. She doesn't. Did she say that on the um? What did we talk about the last episode? Uh, yeah, no, I'm just saying. I, I thought she said she knew of. Oh no, wait, no, she does. She got mad because someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mariah don't know nobody, man. Oh, diva Mariah. <laughs> it's like, do you know who Pink is? I don't. I don't know any colors. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> oh god. So yeah, into you by Ariana Grande from the album Dangerous Woman, and she will be at Phillips Arena in April. With Lil Little Mix and Victoria Monet, hmm. that could be a good ticket. I don't want to go to a, <laughs> I don't want to go to Phillips though. <laughs> All right, my number two uh, is um, this was a group that uh, well, it's one of these pop duos, man. Um, Aluna George, mm. uh, I'm in control, and. Um, I like this song when it first came out and then I heard it feature our love and hip hop Atlanta. I couldn't listen to it again for a while, <laughs> but now, now I'm okay with listening to it again. Uh, it's one of those songs that will probably be in the tropical house category. Uh, also features, I didn't know how to pronounce his, how, how to pronounce the featured artist name. I'm going to guess it's Popcon. How do you spell it? P-O-P-C-A-A-N. I feel yeah, like it's yeah. like a alternate alternate pronunciation of popcorn. Uh, <laughs> I could hear or that, pop can, as in a soda. But I think it's pronounced pop gun. Pop gun. Where is he from? Or pop gun. I I I don't know. Oh, he's he's uh no yeah you're probably pop gun. Yeah, He's from Jamaica. Right. Probably you probably right. Popcorn. Oh, it might be Popcorn then. Popcorn. <laughs> anyway, um, Aluna George. Uh, people made what I a song that I heard last year that was played on the radio a lot mm-hmm. was um, 
You Know You Like It. Mm-hmm. And it was the DJ Snake remix. Yeah. Was that Luna George on there? That was a Luna George. That's their song. He remixed it. Oh, I love that song. Okay. I didn't uh, realize that. But this is from their album, I Remember. I like the title track. And they have another song called Mean What I Mean. Check out the Luna George's album, I Remember. Uh, it's it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I'm having deja vu. I think you told me that already about the DJ Snake track. Yeah. And I'm having deja vu. And people may have previously heard this song on the on one of our previous episodes because it's one of it was one of my earworms of the week. Okay. But uh, yeah, check out Aluna George. And uh, I think in the video, which may I think it was filmed in the, either Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico. But um, a lot of people on scooters. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's a it's a pretty cool video too. So you okay. guys check it out. All right. So Ben, what is your top song of 2016? It's another song that I feel is snuffed by the Grammys. I think it should have been it, it should have been if not song of the year, record of the year. Um, it's Perfect Illusion by Lady Gaga. The uh, did it beat the deadline though? I think it did. It came out, uh, let's see. Because it would have been, like, September 30th is the cutoff. Let's see. I'm pretty sure it came out before that. Maybe it didn't. And if not, then I owe the Academy an apology. Yeah, it came out um, September 9th. Oh, could have made it, guys. Yeah. Could've the album it. didn't come out until a little bit later. Yeah, so it was released September 9th in the album Joanne, which, I'll be honest, was a little underwhelming. It's not horrible, but it's just not a good so i mean maybe they'll nominate the album but it was it came, the album came out october 21st so it missed the deadline so i don't know if maybe they, they just want to wait but i think this song um a mark ronson produced track um see who else was on here yeah mark ronson she uh was a writer on there um i don't know like this was just such a this i don't know it's like it's energetic it's very it's a it's a very straight to the point song like it as soon as it it comes in and the beat starts like it doesn't really slow down doesn't stop doesn't apologize it's just a good song yeah it's one of those songs that um i feel like it's something that you drive to you're like you're, oh, you're, yeah. you're driving in the car it's one of those kind of songs that and the video i felt the video was just as aggressive and, and, and energetic as the song like i mean hell you're the one who called it when you looked at the album cover like yeah, it looks like she's jumping. She's on a she's performing, <laughs> and like that's what the video is. It's just her performing and like this really high up tempo um, set. You know, I don't know. It's just a great song, and for like two straight months, this was like my number one played song on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> like I could not get enough of this song when I heard it. It's such a good song. Yeah, it's one of those songs that it's it's straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not too complex, but it is high energy. Yeah. And I think if Lady Gaga can do nothing else, she'll give you some energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's more rock influenced than it in really her previous is. stuff. But, you know, her stage name comes from a Queen song. Yeah. So. But yeah, I think Mark Ronson <laughs> did a great job here. Like, I, I, I liked him before i really like him now i i will tell you this i am less annoyed by this song than i am by uptown funk so (laughs) (laughs) i still can't remember what my initial thoughts of uptown funk were like i don't remember if i liked it because i hate it so much now (laughs) i i liked it at first 
And like I said, when watching the the 2015 uh, NBA All Star Weekend, when they went to commercial, Uptown Funk. When they came back from commercial, Uptown Funk. When they're introducing people for the next competition, Uptown Funk. <laughs> I really, I really wish I could remember, but it just it's Anchorman. It's Anchorman. It's, it's Anchorman. It might take ten years before I can listen to that song again and not be annoyed. Um. All right. So my number one song. Did I already tell you what it was before we started recording? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, I don't think it's a single yet, but it's my favorite song off of the album. And um, it was one of our one of my previous earworms of the week. And uh, it reminded me of an artist that I heard on a video game once. <laughs> Uh, it's Am I Wrong by Anderson Pack featuring Schoolboy Q. Uh oh. Um, it's on the We Lit playlist still. <laughs> um, and um, I heard it recently in a commercial for Google for the Google phone. Yeah. Okay. I knew I'd heard. Okay. Yeah. I heard it too. So. Yeah. Now I probably can't listen to it much anymore because it's been commercialized now. I like the tempo of it. It's it it has another like that skating rink kind of feel yeah. to it. Um, like I said, I don't think there's a video for it yet. But uh. It's it's one of those it's one of those feel good songs that I don't find like annoying or cheesy. Yeah. I can still go back and listen to it. Still go back and listen to this whole album. It's yeah. from the album Malibu. And uh Yeah, I just really enjoy this song. I like I like the way they did with the background vocals. I like how they broke down the song when Schoolboy Q came in mm-hmm. and then the trumpets at the end of the song. It's very well put together. And I think it's very good as well. And it's not very, I mean, it's, I know it's, what, is this considered like R&B, like alt R&B? Yeah, that, or it, it's in the urban alternative category urban alternative. for the Grammys. And I'm starting to find that I like that type of music more. Um, it gets away from the traditional confines of just regular R&B and adds things that you normally would not hear in the genre. And I'm starting to like that. This and uh, what was that Stephen Clark? Stephen A. Clark. Stephen A. Clark on Lonely Roller. Like I'm starting to like that type of stuff. The internet. Um, I'm starting to like them. Yeah. So guys, yeah, check that out. Uh, Am I wrong? From Anderson Pack's album Malibu. Anderson Pack featuring Schoolboy Q. Very good album. I. He should be the best new artist, but I kind of don't want him to win <laughs> just in case that curse starts again <laughs> it kind of hasn't but it don't might let it start with him <laughs> uh, yeah yeah <laughs> all right so we have our we each have our five and our honorable mentions um and one thing we want to talk about is the the artist that we discovered this year that at least has us interested yeah <laughs> at the very least but an artist that we discovered this year that is um that we just enjoy so who's it for you it's gonna go with one but i'm gonna go with the other i i discovered this artist for the first time while my old car god rest its soul my camry (laughs) i was getting towed it's the internet um i heard 
the song Girl, which I thought was amazing. It was an amazing song. You know who produced that? K. Trinata. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. K. Trinata. Um, I love that song. Um, I even, I heard them play it on uh, the Triple J, the Australian radio station. Mm-hmm. Like they played it live. It sounded good. Like it just, it just sounds so good. Um, there's another, I can't remember. There's another track I heard from the album that was on 2K. The one that just starts out with like the bass line and drums. That was probably Special Affair. I yeah, think that's so, on there. Yeah. Um, then of course I heard the song that Sid did with um, K. Trinata on his album. Um, they were really good. And of course kind of went to um, further solidify my love of urban alternative I guess is what they call it or just alt R&B I think that was the name of the playlist on Spotify right alt R&B yeah yeah I, I like it because it has more of um, it, it has more of a focus on songwriting you know which I think has been lost in R&B in general um, I imagine some of these people probably grew up like Raphael Sadiq fans <laughs> Because I mean, or like, Air, or I feel like they were Erica Badu or fans. Erica Badu fans, like they like Neil Soul and Michelle and Deggio Cello. Yeah, <laughs> like they heard, they heard, you know, the the, the great R and B songwriters of the '90s and the early 2000s and neo soul music. You know, they heard music, they heard the roots, they heard, and they were like, oh yeah, let's do this. Like, let's incorporate live instruments and actual like thoughtful songwriting into our music. That reminds me of when I use the word when I use neo soul right there. Um, like people may know I work at a radio station and we I worked on a show where one of the guests uh, his name is um, let me get it right because uh, he's actually a kind of a big deal Kipper Jones Kipper Jones uh, co-wrote um, he co-wrote some songs for Brandy okay uh let me make sure I get it right. That this, okay. He co-wrote. He co-wrote "Baby" from her first album. Okay. And he co-wrote "Broken Hearted." That's a that's a classic. That's a simple classic right there. <laughs> oh, um, man. He said he hates the the term neo soul. Why? He's like because neo means new, right? Mm-hmm. He's like this is a new soul. It's just soul, you know. So. <laughs> He's against oh, he's that one term. Of those people. Like, <laughs> like, this isn't new metal. It's just metal. Like, <laughs> but it's spelled with a U. It's new with a U. No. Oh god. <laughs> but yeah, um, the internet that the album Ego Death is another mm-hmm. amazing album. I think everyone should check out if they haven't gotten to it yet. Um, for me, uh, as I've said on this show several times, like. Anderson <laughs> Pack is amazing, man. Like he, he came out of nowhere to me, and this is actually like his. Well, this is second album, um, but like Malibu is such it's it's just so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. And you know what? Let's and I think collectively we could say Catronada. We gave a bonus. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Thank yeah. That was an assist. I can't. I can't even take credit for that one. That was an assist from Greg. I would have never known, other than I didn't even know he produced that track. I was like, "Who's this K?" Uh, couldn't even say his name. Um, another favorite song that I heard this year. It's from K. Trinata's album, but it features Anderson Pat, "Glowed Up," and which this was. This was one of those 
internet terms that kids started using this year. It's um, it means that you've you've come up in some way, like financially, you are you you look better, you feel better, and people are paying more attention to you. You glowed up. Interesting. Okay, that is new to me. Um, the video for this song is pretty funny because it's it's kicked he was he's laying on like a mattress on the floor yeah and then um i think he goes to he goes to the refrigerator and there's suddenly food in there and then there's a party and then people just hand it he gets like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich he takes a bite into it and it looks like it's like the greatest peanut butter and jelly sandwich in the world <laughs> might be <laughs> it's it's uh it's kind of random but it's it's pretty funny um but yeah, but like, and it's impact as far as him. Uh, it's the first time in a long time that I like someone who was on the uh, the freshman list. Mm-hmm. On the the source freshman list? Is it the source? I think so. Like, or is it double no, XL? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. Not source. Yeah. Okay. Because I think the source is it is out of yeah. print. But anyway, the freshman list, y'all. You know what we talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was interesting. Like uh, the other people on that list were like Lil Yachty and Kodak Black. What is and Lil Dicky and why do people like Twenty One Savage? So I think and Twenty One Talking Savage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if, Let me add this because the, these will these are also going to be included in our Because Five list as bonuses. Yes. Um. But uh, yeah. Um. He was on that list and. He is one of those rappers, rapper and singers. And before I played you the 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 covers EP that he did, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you got me hooked on the um the uh, well not Anderson Pack, but the K Tronada track with um Craig David. I'm now I'm hooked you, on that. <laughs> you mean, you mean um? It's called Gaddy You mean Lloyd Banks? Lloyd Banks. <laughs> Do you mean Brian Pumper? People got real mad. People like when I'm like, yeah, Craig David was like Lloyd Banks. No, he doesn't. I'm like, really? Come on now. Really? <laughs> Don't make me get a picture and put them together. Have you ever seen him in the same place? Nope. I haven't. There's no Lloyd Banks featuring Craig David. Let's get that going. Oh man. Um. So yeah, that's our. That's our top five list. All the songs that were played, um, including our honorable mentions and our bonuses will be included on the list. Um, so let's get to my earworm of the week. Um, where was it? Okay. Found it. All right. So, uh, as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, I did binge watch Insecure. <laughs> um, and my earworm is not the Broken Pussy song. No, it's not that. <laughs> the, a what? Yeah. Dog. See, you got to watch it. I guess you I got to watch it. Understand it. <laughs> um, but it is from the soundtrack. I heard it on the um, on the soundtrack and I kind uh, of I kind of like it. Uh, it is top down by Kari Fo. I hope I pronounced that right. And Lakili 47, who is also on Aluna George's album, did a song with them. And this song is called Top Down. 
Uh, it's from the Insecure soundtrack. I don't know. I'll let you know in a second if it's on one of their albums. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll be right back. I haven't seen them on TV or anything. That's um, more likely to mispronounce her name uh, if I haven't seen an interview or anything. And I really watch those. So uh, <laughs> we had more MTV. Yeah. Just <laughs> it's so weird. Like MTV. Okay, they stopped showing videos, so they have MTV too. They were supposed to show the videos, and now they don't show the videos. And then the only place you can get them now is like MTV Jams. Yeah. Is there any MTV hits, or is that VH1? I don't know. There's, I feel like there's a hits channel. You have to have like the really obscure cable package to get those. Which my oh, dad I was going to say the good cable. Like my the dad good has cable those. Package. Cause he's like, well, I don't go out and I don't do stuff. So I want to have good cable. And I'm like, you don't watch these channels. You don't watch like CMT hits or like great American country or yeah. The Apple channel. I don't know. It's just centric. Like, I think centric is on there. Yeah. TV There's one, like, oh yeah, he, he that, they do watch TV one though. Okay, they, yeah, I have that family. They watch TV one. <laughs> hey, don't sleep on TV one. That's where that's where the unsung episodes come in. And the black version of uh, behind Mine. the music, the black obscure version. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's gonna do it for our episode, man. This was this is pretty cool. Um. Again, you can find us at, by the time you hear this, uh, on Instagram, spelt with the letter U instead of the word U because... For urban. Yes. It's code for black. Just to remind you. Trump will let you know. <laughs> He'll let you know. Uh, same spelling for our email address by the time you hear this at gmail.com. You can send us anything. Um, well, not anything. Yeah. Okay, look. Uh, music that you want us to play on your show, uh, play on our show, um, questions, episode ideas, um, anything like that is cool. Uh, you can also interact with us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash by the time you hear this spelled with the word you, 
and because we're trying to be, uh, we're trying to be mainstream, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and, uh, listen to us on Podomatic, iTunes, Satchel podcast player, and, um, other streaming services we are still considering. Have you heard of Castbox? No, I haven't. It's, it's an Android one. You should look into it so I can actually. Okay. So for the Android people, <laughs> hey, I I'm shaking to, my head at him. I got to find a way to get my podcast, man. I got to find a way. <laughs> I missed the iTunes store. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so they have the Google Play store. They don't have podcasts. Um, yeah. It's not like that. It's I had to actually download something called Castbox. If you're out there, your app is awesome. Um, it's the only thing I could find that was the equivalent to like the podcast center. Like it has everything I listen to. It's the only one. Everything else was like scattered, like six different apps for podcasts. That wasn't working. All right. So we'll look into Castbox for the Android listeners mm-hmm. and uh, we'll let you know when we're, if and when we get on there. Um, any website updates that you can give us? No. We'll leave it at that. No, not, okay. not, right, now, not right now. Okay. Basically, it's not ready yet. Okay. Yeah. You can take that to me, whatever you want. Please excuse our dust. <laughs> <laughs> it's not ready yet. Yeah. But we'll, we'll let you know when you, excuse me. All right. Um, so 2016 is almost over. Uh, it's hard to deal with all these. Yeah. These people like, you know, George Michael and Carrie Fisher in the past like two days, two days, yeah. you know, and for people who are, who are stand up comedy fans, um, who watch Def Jam or Snoop Dogg's early videos. Uh, Ricky <laughs> Harris also passed. Um, you know, uh, please, no, just let us get to the, let us get to Sunday, please. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard to take, man. Um, and also with David Bowie and Prince earlier this year, mm-hmm. uh, it feels like it was so long ago, but yeah. it was really just a few months. It's crazy. Who else? What Glenn Fry? Glenn, yeah. Um, I feel like Leonard Cohen. Leonard, yeah. Ray Temperton. Yeah, it's been a cra- it's been a crazy year. Yeah. Uh, They're just getting old. Yeah. Um, didn't expect it to happen that way, you know. But yeah, it's it's it kind of feels like pieces of of you, whether it's of your childhood or just of your musical interests, are mm-hmm. are uh, are leaving us. But um, we still want to honor them by, you know, doing um, just by, you know, honoring their legacy and what they what they meant to us. It's, we can always do that. Yeah. Uh, so what should we end with? Should we end with some more George Michael? I'm laughing, but not because I think <laughs> any of this is funny. I was also going to say in with Star Wars <laughs> in honor of. Princess Leia doesn't have a theme, though, does she? I I don't know. I was going to say, if James Earl Jones died, you could play the Darth Vader theme, but... Yeah, play no, some more George no. Michael. Play... He will... James Earl Jones will live forever. See, now that I've said it... Play... Okay, at least let him make it to 2017, <laughs> please. <laughs> you know, um... How about some Fast Love by George Michael? Fast Love by George Michael? Which he samples at the end of it, um, Forget Me Not by Patrice Russian. And she did get songwriting credit, nice, <laughs> which is good. So uh, we'll end it with some George Michael again. May he rest in peace. Uh, have a happy, uh, well, yeah, have a happy new year. 
if you're going to party, stay safe out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you guys in 2017. Peace. Peace. Yeah,